Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Dr. Ofer Merrin is with us live via telephone. Often when we speak with him, it is uh, on the heels of some major accomplishment that uh, Israel's field hospital has uh, has done in the wake of a natural disaster uh, or the like or some other type of tragedy. Um, uh, today we get to uh, uh, speak with him about some of the more recent events and specifically a a, a noteworthy recognition by the United Nations uh, for his and for the um, a field hospital's accomplishments. Uh, he is the director of the Shari Tzedek Medical Center Trauma Department. He is uh, Dr. Ofer Merin, who is with us live via telephone. Boker Tov, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi. Good day. Morning to everyone. The United Nations Health Agency, the WHO, following a several-month-long vetting process, granted the IDF Field Hospital the highest possible ranking, the only field hospital to receive the level of three. Its commander was quoted as saying, this is great pride for the IDF and the country. Dr. Marin, it must, and this is back in November, by the way, just a few weeks ago. Dr. Marin, it must be interesting to watch the political uh, machinations of the United Nations when, when it comes to Israel, vis-a-vis Israel, and at the same time to accept this incredible recognition of the field hospital by a U.N. agency. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, the first thing that everyone said that, yeah, not everything is with the politics. This was a, a process that the WHO, that the World Health um, um, Organization uh, started. Um, and um, and honestly, the many uh, physicians and uh, people who came and visited our unit uh, here uh, came uh, uh, with, with no political uh, agenda. Um, if you want, I, I maybe be very uh, quickly about this uh, process so people will have been, it's not a award what, what we got. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm very the, curious. The, yeah, the WHO, um, so it, we, we're, we're going back six or seven years already now, when uh, after Haiti in 2010, um, oh, well, remember the disaster over there was really... A, 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 a mega scale disaster with hundreds of thousands of people that died and hundreds of thousands of people which were injured. And then, from one hand, uh, many countries took part, and, and, and a lot of people were very proud to see how the world is, is, is sending in a reaching hand to help the, the, the uh, poor people uh, over there. And uh, when they looked back into the figures, they, they found out that two Haiti in 2010, after the earthquake, there were probably something like three or 400 different teams from around the world that came to assist over there. And you can take this um, effect really into two different ways. Again, as I said, from one hand to say, well, this is great, that hundreds of teams from around the world are coming and uh, giving assistance to a country that is facing... Um, uh, devastation at this uh, scale. But when you're looking at it from the other side, they said, look, many, many of these teams came without the, the, the right professional way, meaning they came without the right people. They came without the right equipment. They came where they were not self-sufficient. They came sometimes with people that were... Um, 
very uh, young in their medical career without the understanding what is the right way to operate in a place like this. So from one hand, you can say, look, there's hundreds of thousands of people. Any hand is needed. So even if you just started your medical school, it's fine. Just come over there and give treatment. But the WHO said no. Especially in places like this, we need experienced teams. We need teams which are coming over there and assisting in the right way. Because if you're coming over there and just saying, oh, look, there's a disaster, they need everyone, and people are coming in there with their backpacks, after two or three days, they need food, they need shelter, they need water, they teams. I mean, and then they become not people who assist the country, but then they become a burden right, on the right. country. So they started six or seven year, years ago a process of saying, we are going to verify teams around the world. We don't need 400 teams to a disaster area. We need 20, 30, maybe 40, 50 teams. But these teams that we need are teams that we are going to verify. It's teams that, are, that have the understanding how to come with the right equipment, how to come with the right knowledge, what procedures they should do, and so on. Right. And I'm trying to summarize this. The bottom line, they said, we are going to scale these teams into three different levels, level one, two, and three. And level three is the highest level. Um, as things are now, there are 80 something, 83 teams around the world that are within this process. Within these 83 teams around the world, Israel really got the, the pride of being the only one team that is recognized as being level three as the highest, as the highest level. So Wait, which is this, is, this is the situation that we are, that so we doc, are now. Dr. Ofer Merrin is with us. He's the uh, Shari Tzedek uh, uh, director of the trauma department. Um, the, 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 so experienced personnel... Uh, sophisticated equipment, self-sufficiency, all those are extremely important, I'm, I'm sure, uh, for the team not to become a burden in an area like that. We're curious about a couple of things. The, the, the IDF hospital is called upon how often? I mean, we know about the, you know, the high profile, so to speak, natural disasters. Haiti is one that really got the field hospital onto the map in terms of the, the average person uh, you know, who follows the news knowing about them. But, but how often are you called into service? Um, okay, so, you know, it depends, of course, of what's going around in the world, right. but I would say that, that it, it's almost every year that we have a natural disaster in the scale that this country needs assistance. So last year, it was in Nepal, year before, it was in the Philippines, two years earlier, it was in Japan, year earlier, it was in Haiti, we are assisting um, Syrians, uh, civilians, uh, in Syria that are, that are injured in this really dreadful uh, civil war that's going on for almost a, a decade now. So I would say it's almost every year that, that uh, humanitarian assistance is needed into devastated uh, countries. Um, this is the time that we are, that we are coming in order to, um, to, to give humanitarian assistance. This unit is drilling every year, but, but this, of course, is something uh, different. So I'm drilling my people every year. We're very strict about bringing them every year and drilling them every year. And then whenever we are, we are needed, uh, Israel is, feels it's our yeah, Israel is always, um, obligation to give, um, to give a hand. No question about that. It seems Israel is always there when needed. Dr. Ofer Merrin is with us. The, um, 
Are, are some decisions much more difficult for the IDF, I would assume, than others? I mean, you mentioned the natural disasters, and one can almost, you know, understand why immediately the IDF is responding and sending the team, especially if it's of the magnitude like you described, if the episode is of the magnitude like you described. But but when it comes to Syrian refugees, when it comes to treating Syrian civilians, is that a much more difficult decision? I, and I know there are only certain things you could say here on the air, but are there? Are, is it a much more difficult decision for the IDF to make in terms of in terms of uh, initiating the field hospitals activities? Um, I would cautiously say that yes, um, for for probably many reasons. Uh, one of them, this is it's the, the whole incident is a different one. It's not a natural disaster that booms comes certain point in time, you need humanitarian assistance for a few weeks. This is an ongoing war. It's an ongoing war with a country that, as things are now, we are not with a formal relationship with. So it's not like we are going to Japan or to the Philippines, where, of course, the countries have... Um, ambassadors in each one of the countries. This is Syria, and Israel are countries that are formally um, not in any uh, connection. Um, So it's ongoing. It's a country which, again, as I'm saying, we are formally in a state of war uh, with Syria. It's it's bringing uh, people of Syria into the border and then into Israel and then making sure that we are bringing uh, the right people in the sense the, the people that are coming here are coming for humanitarian assistance. They're not coming as, uh, for whatever other reasons and to make sure that these people are going back to wherever they came from, to their, to their villages. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a more complicated uh, issue of uh, bringing them here. But, again, this is, this is a purely humanitarian mission that is going on for a few years now. The IDF is taking part, and a few of the hospitals in the north of Israel is taking part as, uh, as well. How many, how many members are there in the IDF field hospital? How many people does it take to run a field hospital? So it's a few hundreds. Uh, to the different missions that we went in the past year from the field hospital usually go anywhere between 80 to 140 people. So this is uh, more or less the number of people that are going on these uh, missions. And you mentioned experience. You mentioned uh, sophisticated equipment. You mentioned self-sufficiency. I would guess, and again, just a layman speaking, I would guess that, that trying to establish and maintain sanitary conditions and cleanliness is also paramount. Is that something that other teams sometimes find to be a challenge, or that's or that's something that any team at this point in 2016, 2017, can go ahead and set up without a problem? Okay, exactly. So you pointed out a, a very important point. Uh, exactly. I think when I'm training my people every year, I, I tell them, look, I'm not um, keen, I'm not interested in bringing the people and drilling the medical perspective of this mission. I mean, okay, I can take a surgeon and bring him to the field and say, okay, you have to um, um, operate uh, this and this patient. They know how to do this job. I'm not bringing them in order to know how to operate a patient or how to treat a patient. The biggest challenge is to bring the right logistics to these places. And I find that many countries have this issue of, of, of the time that it takes them to bring the right logistic and how to operate with them quickly. So in this, and again, I want to cautiously say that there are many teams that by far don't want to speak up and say, oh, you know, we are the best team. But I can cautiously say that our logistics are excellent. We're able to set up a field hospital 
in a disaster area, far away from Israel, when we're coming to a disaster zone, we can we can we can set a field hospital and start to treat patients anywhere between six to eight hours. So this is a very very short time frame. Again, I cautiously say, from my personal experience in many disasters around the world, to the other field hospitals that I have seen in these years, it's usually a matter of a few days till they start to operate. Israel is able to set up things within hours, six, eight hours, not more. We know how to bring the right logistics. We are drilling on this, um, and, we're, and we're very quick. We have, you know, very strict uh, rules and uh, knowledge of how to do these things, um, both uh, quick and um, efficiently. Uh, I can only imagine. The United Nations Health Agency, the World Health Organization, has granted the IDF Field Hospital the highest possible ranking, the only field hospital to receive the level of three. Dr. Ofer Merrin directs it. He is uh, the director as well, the Shari Tzedek Medical Center Trauma Department. Uh, before I let you go, a minute about what's happening at Shari Tzedek, Dr. Merrin. Um, anything uh, to share with us recently? Anything that happened in 2016 in terms of development or growth in the trauma department at Shari Tzedek that is noteworthy for our audience? Oh, yeah. So this is an exciting year for uh, for Sharet Tzedek, a hospital that is one of the uh, uh, oldest uh, in uh, Israel, for sure in Jerusalem. It has a history of more than 110 years. So we started a new nor- neurological and neurosurgical service of uh, a unique um, designated stroke service these days all around the world, for sure around the for for sure in the states. Um, the way how to respond and treat patient with stroke has undergone a lot of changes within the last year. With the idea what what everyone understood about 20 years ago about the heart. I'm a heart. I'm a cardiac surgeon. Right. So people know that if someone has um, your heart. Uh, um, any heart issues, they should come immediately to the hospital and we should open the vessel. This is a, a new understanding that if someone has a patient has a stroke, he should come as quick as possible to the hospital and then over there he can either be treated with uh, drugs or with neurology uh, treatment. This is a new um, designated service that we just started and we started a new neurosurgical department and we just started to operate on a neurosurgical patient just a couple of weeks ago, and this is a very big expansion and a big development for the for the hospital, for the trauma unit, and then but for every one of the patients that come here into the hospital. And we mentioned how uh, just a few days ago we mentioned on the air how the geography has worked out perfectly because now the way Jerusalem is situated in 2017, the hospital is in a perfect location to really help. Uh, practically the maximum number of people that it could service when it comes. And, and you know how important it is when it comes to uh, this type of episode, a stroke episode, you know how important speed is in those instances. So it's uh, it's certainly well located, the hospital at this point. Yep. Totally agree. Yep. I thank you very much for joining us. Um, Mazal Tov on the recognition by the UN. Continued success at Sharad Sedek. Send our regards to everybody there. We're always impressed when we visit. And Kolakavod, what you uh, between the hospital and the IDF Field Hospital, uh, it is amazing how uh, you and your team represent the Jewish people to the rest of the world. We take great pride in that. Todaraba. Thank you very much for the talk and have a nice day, everyone. Doctor, have a good morning, Doctor Ofer Merin, Sharet Sedek Medical Center, the director of trauma, and um, um, 
Uh, more accurately, right, the director of the Shari Tech Medical Center Trauma Department. And uh, his um, incredible accomplishment, recognition by the United Nations, which is a pretty amazing accomplishment, uh, and really by the rest of the world, of the IDF Medical Corps Field Hospital, which he leads, which he commands. It has achieved the highest ranking by the WHO, the only field hospital to receive the level of three. Mazal Tov to Dr. Merrin, Mazal Tov to the IDF Field Hospital, and Mazal Tov to everybody at Shari Tzedek Medical Center who continue to take great pride uh, in their staff's incredible work.